Hello and welcome to episode 123 of Virgo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. And join me as always as a glorious League Freak, who you can find on Twitter at League Freak. Happy New Year to you, mate. Yeah, Happy New Year. We're into a new decade. This is fantastic. So, yeah. uh... Yeah, I'm really, really pleased that we've made it into the new decade. 2020 feels like the future, hey? It does. I, yeah. I'm waiting for all these bloody bushfires to piss off, and then I'll actually have New Year's Day. I decided I'm going to hold off celebrating New Year's Day until all the fires are gone. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a good idea. And then, like, just what are you going to do on New Year's Eve? Your New Year's Eve just get absolutely shattered. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably, yeah, I've been trying to be healthy, so I'll probably have some water yeah. and a wafer. A wafer. <laughs> nah, I'm, like not, I'm, not on, I'm not on that drastic a diet. Yeah. I'll have two see, wafers. See, for me, when I'm, I'm kind of lucky, when I need to go on a diet, I can be like, yeah, I won't get the fries. <laughs> I can, it, it kind of works out for me somehow. That's... That, that's infuriating to someone yeah, like me. Say that. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm one of those lucky cunts. I've been so. back here, busting my backside, but it's going good. It's going good. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Um, yeah, so there hasn't been a great deal of footy news around, so there hasn't been a, a huge amount to talk about. And we knew that people would probably enjoy a bit of a break over New Year's and stuff like that. So, But we're back now, and we get back into it. Slowly but surely as we build up to the new season, which is going to be, uh, I'm really ready for the footy season, hey? Absolutely. Um, so for anyone who didn't know, i.e. people went on Twitter, um, we'll go back quickly. My, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of my family uh, have been impacted by the fire around the Snowy Mountains region. Um, so I, was, I won't go into any detail there. I was just having a look at the numbers as to how much area that's burnt. And I thought I'd try and put... Try and put it into perspective just how much that fire around the Snowy Mountains has burned. Not every or everything, just that one there. Yeah. So it's 658,751 hectares as of uh, January 12th. Yeah. So I thought, I wonder how many football grounds that is, just the playing area in a football ground. Yeah, because like that, that number on the hectares, your brain kind of can't compute that. Nah, it's just too big. Yeah. Too big a number. So I thought, I'll break it down to football grounds. See how many football grounds we've destroyed. And it was 794,058. This is still too big. <laughs> but this isn't helping. So I had to go a bit further and yeah. found out that it was around about half of Sydney. Fuck. That's a big area. It's, uh, when, you, when you look at square metres, it's 6.5 billion square metres. 6.5 billion. Wow. There'd be a lot of countries in Europe that aren't that big. Absolutely. Monaco, gone. Yeah, wiped out. Yeah. Wales? <laughs> That's a good question. I wonder... Now, I feel yeah. as though Wales might be bigger than that, hey? The the hab- in, in, inhabited part of Wales? Ooh, Maybe yeah. that's a bit smaller. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I feel like... And look, I... I haven't been to Wales. I've got better places to go than go to Wales, like Campbelltown and stuff. But I would guess that the vast majority of Wales is just farmland and stuff. There you go. The Wales is 20.7 billion square metres. 
20.7 billion. Wow. So this, yeah. So th- this fire just to learn the snowies did 6.5 billion. Far out. That's incredible. Hey, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It, it um, was, it was interesting. There were some maps I was seeing posted by a lot of news agencies overseas saying this is how much Australia has burnt in the fires. And they were taking the, they were taking the maps, you know, where you, you zoom out and so it'll be like a little icon, but it'll cover say all of Sydney because yeah. you zoomed out on the map. Well, they were basically showing that everything in Australia had burnt to the ground. Like they were <laughs> really misrepresenting it. It was really, really bad. Um, but yeah, that's, that puts it in perspective, like a quarter of Wales. Imagine losing a quarter of Wales to fire. It'd be incredible. It would be. Um, just we might that, just... that one fire, by the way. Not all of them, just the one. Yeah, that's just one. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the thing. Um, thankfully, everyone I know there hasn't have all been safe. They haven't lost any property that I'm aware of at this stage, so good work there. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen, go through my timeline, check out the uh, little bit about Batlow, where Michael Phil is. Uh, he was on the national news. Mm-hmm. Um Big thumbs up to you, mate. You've done fucking brilliantly. Yeah. Um, all of the, you know what all the firefighters have. They've oh, absolutely. They've been kicking ass, and you know, uh, you can't think of enough. And and the thing is, too, the vast, vast, vast majority of them are completely volunteer firefighters. Too, there's very few professional firefighters. Um, and yeah, that's something that. I know people have talked about a little bit. I'm really interested to see where a lot of the donated money goes to, hey? Yeah, that's that's a question I keep getting asked about a fair bit. So mm. we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it goes where it's needed and it doesn't just get filtered into... Um, people's pockets filtered, who don't deserve yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm trying to find a nice way to say it. Without getting myself in trouble, you know. There we go. Yeah. Now, I think it's started, it is officially start of a new year, so I should try and keep the um, the segues going. Yep. So, speaking of money, mm-hmm. uh, Latrell Mitchell signed with South. Yeah. Has he officially signed with them? No, because apparently the, you know, according to, I think it might be staff writers. Yeah. Um, the Roosters are playing hardball, and apparently South are trying to, Signing for four hundred k or something. <laughs> Good luck to him too. Um, um, yeah, it it was at least he knows. It, you know what? I find it really weird with the way the Roosters have treated him. Like, uh, it feels as though they got to a point where they were like, "You're not coming back here, no matter what. We don't want anything to do with you anymore." And I don't really understand why he hasn't done anything wrong um he's a good young player he hasn't got any off-field issues and i think going to south i think it'll be great for him oh yeah i do have a theory yeah i think the roosters might be at their cap limit they might have finally found it wow that'd be yeah. interesting i saw somebody posting 
uh, on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but they were saying they were listing the players that the Roosters had lost over the last couple of years. And they were saying like, oh, we have heaps of space. And it's like, and they'd list, to be fair, they'd listed who they'd picked up too. But it's like, at some point you got to hit the cap limit, man. And maybe you're right. Maybe that's just what it was. It was an easy way to get cap space. I think that's what's happened. Um, but how are all those rumours about him being a dead set to go to the Bulldogs and to the Tigers? Oh, just bullshit. It was made up. And we copped a bit of flack from some people for saying it was all garbage. Yeah. And, uh, there, you know how you see, see some people say, you know, I don't like to say I told you so. Yeah. I fucking do. <laughs> told you so. I fucking love it. It's the best. Uh, told you so. Yeah. I, uh, look, I said, I said, if anything, I would, I think that he would end up back at the Roosters next year or this year. Um, and he's gone south, but yeah, I mean, how many, how many articles were written, especially about the Bulldogs, as you say, like he was dead set going to the Bulldogs, according to a lot of journalists, and they have not been in the race at all. Um, then he was, I mean, there was some journalists that were like, yeah, he's basically all but signed for the West Tigers, and that was bullshit as well. Incredible. Absolutely. Um, and let's be honest. He was never going to the Tigers. Yeah. Look, unless they had come up with some can't-refuse-it deal, like he's going to earn another Uh, 500 grand, I couldn't see him going there. I don't know if I said it before or not, but uh, when was the last time you saw a player under the age of 25 who was a test and origin player and a premiership winner sign for the West Tigers? Oh, man. Mm. Yeah. I was surprised so many people had their hopes up. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good point. Damn it. Um, And I did see someone else say that um, they saw Mitchell going to South as an example as to how the salary cap isn't working. And the point was, all of these top-line players always go to the same few teams, Brisbane, Roosters, South, Melbourne. Mm. Um, that's where most of them will go to because they're the ones that they're the top of the tree. And mm. obviously in their mind, um, success gives you more money. I don't know how. Yeah. Um, so I replied to him and said, do you think the West Tigers would be performing better and be a stronger team if there was no salary cap? Mm-hmm. And didn't get a response. Yeah, Exactly. The other thing is, too, like, who are these big-name players that are going to the Storm? The Storm lose players hand over fist every year. And boy, they've leaked some this year. Yeah, they really have. Um, Even the, I mean, the Broncos. Has anyone seen them play the last few years? They're shit. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's, uh, here's some people talk about Broncos being this powerhouse. And how many grand finals have they been in the last 10 years? Exactly. I've I've never understood that. And and Mm. you know what gets me? You go into a season and you get all the pundits saying, okay, who's going to be the teams to beat? And a lot of them pick the Roosters. And a lot of them pick the Broncos, weirdly. And I've never understood it because the last time the Broncos were really good was like 2006. And since then, there's been nothing to write home about. No. Let's be honest. Their aura is waning 
Yeah, yeah, very much so. They're They're just like every other team now. Exactly. They're a poorly run club. And I've said this before, when you've got a club that starts thinking it's special, that's when you get problems. Newcastle's done that a lot. They're like, well, yeah, but we're Newcastle, you know, we're different. It's like, no, you're not different. And when a club starts to think it's different, and I think the Broncos have fallen into that, where they're like, yeah, but we're Brisbane. We're a one town, one city. You know, we've got all of this and that, and we're the glam club. And it's like, no, no, that's changed. I wonder if they were to bring in a second Brisbane team now, mm. whether that would hurt the Broncos even more. It's a good question. I I don't think it would hurt them in terms of financially hurting them. No, I'm talking because on the field. On the field, I think it would, especially if they were set up to be, uh, if they were set up right, if they were set up as, you know, we, we've talked about the crushes. The crushes always felt like they were set up to be the, you know, the poor, poor cousin or whatever you want to call it. Or a feeder uh, club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And But I think if you set up the right team, there's people saying they should be called the Brisbane Bombers. I hope they're not fucking called the Brisbane Bombers. It's just a fucking terrible name. Um, but if you set them up with the right name, right logo and all that, I think that they would really put it to the Broncos in terms of being a destination club. I, I think they should have... A South Brisbane team, yeah, and and I've thought of two. I thought of two names they could have. Yeah, it's named after types of birds. Okay, so you have the uh, the Logan Falcons. Yeah, or the Logan Commodores. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, I think it sort of fits with the region. Yeah, what else could like uh, the Nectats? Call them the neck touch. You could call them uh, what else? Centrelink Q. <laughs> oh, that's a bit harsh. Call them the goon bags. <laughs> the goon bags. That would work so well. Um, so yeah, well done, Latrell. Um, you know, you could have had a mean at the Tigers, but you know, you'll probably just have success at South. So you know. How much do you pay for success, I guess? Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is, too, like, he'll be able to take that full-back spot. I don't – I mean, I can't think of anyone at CS where it'd be like, no, no, he's the full-back, you know. I, I'm willing to just put Latrell back there, and we'll see how he goes. Um, and there's the other thing, too, like – and I, I remember when Greg Inglis went there as a full-back – there's something about that number one jersey at South. I mean, that's a that's one of the most special jerseys in the whole game. And to wear that jersey, uh, what's that worth? What's that worth to a player? That's start- arguably, arguably yeah. two of the best fullbacks in in Australia's history mm. have have been South. It's Howard Hallett and obviously Clive Churchill. Mm. Pretty bloody good uh, number to be, you know, uh, to have on your back. Yeah, yeah, and and to be the, I guess the the spiritual successor to Greg Inglis in that number one jersey as well. Uh man, I mean that's, I love that. I absolutely love that. Absolutely. Um, oh, look, speaking of things we love, Anthony Seabold. <laughs> yeah, 
Anthony Seaball, for those who weren't aware, last year he had Anthony Milford playing pretty damn good footy at 5'8". Mm. Um, and Seaball decided that it would be good to move Milford to fullback and put Darius Boyd at 5'8". And that that was a complete fuck-up. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. And it took Milford probably a couple of months to get back into the swing of things at fullback and started looking good towards the end of the year at fullback to his credit. Yeah, and let's be honest, he was also playing 5 8 by still fullback. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. His Boyd was just standing around like a brown cow. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you tell me that Seebs, that the Seebs has come out and then had a bit of glowing praise for Milford. Yeah, because he's uh, moved him back to 5 8 again. And he's talked about how well he's training, which you've got to be worried about a little bit. When someone says, oh, yeah, he's training the house down. How many of them players go on to have great seasons? But anyway. It's always a uh, worry. And, and like, I, I feel as though 5 8 was where he should have been all of last year. And that, like, he got a lot of criticism. And there were times when he really looked out of sorts. But the thing to remember is, first of all, Brisbane were terrible last year. And when you look at the halves options he had around him, and even the uh, hooker. Like he would, there was no one else that was doing anything. It was really easy to target Milford in attack because you didn't really have to worry about too many other players. Um, and hopefully, he doesn't have that happen this year. And Super Coach Seabol up there starts moving him around again because that would be a disastrous thing for Milford and for the Broncos if that happens. Yeah, I mean, you'd hope that. The recruitment of is a Brody Croft is going mm. to take a fair bit of that kicking pressure off Milford anyway. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that it looks like they will be doing, which I mean we parroted all last year, is moving Darius Boyd to, to the wing. Oh, can't believe it took him a year to work that out, eh? Wow. That was the most obvious move they could have done there. Yeah, you get get him out of the defensive line where he was struggling. You still get to use his fullback skills and his his kick return ability, which is still, you know, pretty damn good. Mm. And he's not in the middle of the playmakers' road, you know, botching plays there. Oh, it yeah. just made so much sense. Yeah, why it wasn't obvious, I I don't understand. Um, just so they get off to a bad start, the Broncos. So they get off to uh, say two and four start to the season. Do they really start considering dump and Seabol? Um, I, I don't think they can handle another season where they finish outside the eight or yeah. get belted in the first week of the finals. Cause that's just, that's just the same really. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they're not going deep into the finals then it's going to be another failure and they've got to possibly, Arguably close to the best forward pack in the comp. Yep. Um, and so much potential for it to grow and get better over the next five years, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got no excuses. No excuses whatsoever. So if he struggles to get any higher than seventh with that side, then they've got to look at getting rid of him. Who do they bring in to replace him, though? Yeah, that's a really good question. No one jumps out for me right now. I think all of the top coaches are pretty much locked up. I think the only option they've got, if they want to get rid of Darius Boyd and he's on yeah. big money, is yeah. they've got to get Jason Taylor in. 
<laughs> I'd like to see it. <laughs> That'd be fun. Oh, trust me, that would be fucking glorious to see him do that shit at another club. I bet Trent Barrett would, Barrett would put his hand up. Oh, he would. He would. Who else would that? I can't think of anyone. You know You know who? Uh, Jeff Toovey. Yeah, he'd be fantastic. Perfect. He'd be perfect. You couldn't bring back um, Anthony Griffin. I, I'm not. I don't like the going back to the to the well. Funnily enough, because Penrith have done it. But I think that Tuvi would be a real good coach for him. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't been picked up yet. It's got me baffled how he hasn't been. Mm. Um, I'm I'm wondering if he might be eyeing off a gig at the Warriors, perhaps. Yeah, that's got to be the thing. He's got to be waiting for the right opportunity because he's still a young bloke. Like, it's not like, I mean, he could wait another five years and still be have a long, long career as a coach. Um, I also wonder if he's looking at that Melbourne side. If if he's thinking Bellamy's going to be gone in a couple of years and I could be the one. That's not a bad one. Yeah, because there's not... It's not like there's a natural successor. And especially with Cameron Smith still playing, mm. it, it'll be interesting to see what Cooper Cronk does over the next couple of years as a it, with becoming a coach or working into the coaching system. But, I, yeah, I wonder if Tuvi's looking at that. I, he hasn't done anything with the Storm, and I guess that that comes down to, you know, Manly versus Melbourne, that, that yeah. big rivalry. But uh, I, I'd feel like he's looking at that one. I've got a feeling I reckon Cronk will do kind of what Andrew Johns does and just be a a individual coach for hire. Yeah, same here. And, and the other thing is too, like, if his wife is doing something in Sydney for work and that's why he come up to the Roosters, it'd have to be something in Sydney. And yeah. the, the Sydney clubs, there's not really a club there that you can say, look, if I go here, I've got the setup, and I like the Melbourne Storm. Like, if Gronk went to the Melbourne Storm, I'd be like, he's set. There's not really a Sydney club like that. Terry, I've got a poser for you. Okay, go for it. Your side's got a young halfback. Yeah. You've got unlimited wealth to hire one of the two following coaches to give him coach for a, coaching skills for a year. Okay. Do you hire Andrew Johns or Cooper Cronk? Oh, Cooper Cronk in a second. Yeah. One hundred percent. I I think that um, you know Andrew Johns, he's gone from place to place being a halves coach, and I don't see, I've I've never really seen the improvement out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've never seen him go to a club as the halves coach and been like, wow, they're so much better. And I, I think that there's a thing with. Obviously, that thing with the great players, like the truly great players, find it hard to become good coaches because the levels they push themselves to and the things that they just naturally did, the, the, the natural instincts that they had, they find it hard to impress those things onto players because not everyone can obviously do what fucking Andrew Johns did. Yeah. Wally Lewis is a great example of that. Great Absolutely. player, great leader, would can could lead teams through a brick wall. But as a coach, 
it just didn't work. And I think maybe that's the thing with Andrew Johns, even as a, a halves coach. I think Cooper Cronk is very analytical, and I think that he'd be better as a coach. But I agree with you. I think he's going to be, at, at best, an Andrew Johns sort of, I'm halves coach here, I'm halves coach there. I also wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being like Peter Sterling, who's like, look, I, I probably could be a really good coach, but I'm having too much fun being a commentator and I earn too much money and I don't really need that stress. Yeah, I, I can see him going to the commentary, you know, analyst type stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you think they'll try and straighten his nose for the, t- for the cameras? That's a really good question. I wouldn't be shocked if the next time we see him, he's got a straight nose, hey? Because, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you can't do it while he's playing footy. There's no use. But, yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting seeing him with a straight nose. It would have been a while. Mm. Um, what's the next story we've got here? Oh, yeah. Cowboys young gun, Tamari Martin, has retired. Yeah, he had a uh, bleeding on the brain earlier last year. Yeah. Um. So it always looked likely this is gonna gonna happen. That that's too big of a, a risk to to come back from it and to come back playing again. So um I think he's definitely made the right decision there. It's an absolute shame. Mm. Um but mate, I'd I'd rather see you alive and walking around and be perfectly fine than God knows what would have happened to you if you had to try to play on again. Yeah, and it's I mean, it's sad about his footy career, but Hopefully he doesn't have any ongoing symptoms from it uh, in terms of like having to deal with it for the rest of his life. Hopefully it was just a, something he picked up in football and as long as he doesn't play footy, he's, he's fine. Um, a very good player, really versatile. Had his chances at a couple of different clubs. I, I feel as though he... It's, it's a bit sad because he never really got the right situation for him until he got to the Cowboys, and just when it started to look like it was all coming together, he, he picked up this brain bleed. Um, I hope he stays in footy in some capacity. I hope that he goes into coaching or something like that, because he was a really good player, and and I just hope that he stays in the system. I hope he keeps earning money out of rugby league. Absolutely. Likewise. Mm. Um Someone who you, I know you feel exactly the same way for, uh, Shane Flanagan. He's <laughs> he's he's been uh, interviewed and he said he's hoping to get a head coaching gig soon. Um, and he's met with Michael Maguire, of all people, to help him with the transition back into coaching at Sydney level because he's been out of the game for so long. Well, it's been how many months now? Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Look, I guess... I, I guess... He's a very good coach, right? I, I guess there's a point where you become good because you've got that attitude about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, there's no doubt in that, he, that he's he's a good coach. Yeah. Um, if you're Paul McGregor, how much are you shitting yourself about him being assistant coach there when he's oh. talking about this? <laughs> Who's going to be the first Dragons player? that just goes up to Paul McGregor and says, shut the fuck up, Paul. <laughs> You're not the coach and we all know it, Paul. Like, who's going to be the first? I'd, I'd like to say James Graham. He's, I feel like he's too much of a gentleman, hey? He is. He is. He, he's turned, ever since he had that little run-in with, you know, he and Clamo with the referee. 
Mm. He's cleaned up his act and he's been all polite now. Yeah. But Jesus would be good. Man. Um, what else could it be? Maybe Ben Hunt. <laughs> Ooh, do you reckon Ben Hunt? No, uh, he's got no fire in him. My, my, first, <laughs> my first thought, and I don't know, maybe this is a bit left field, Tristan Saylor. <laughs> you know? You go, you go for the rookie to upset the apple cart. Yeah, I feel as though he's like, we know that he's, his dad it was his big fan of himself, right? That's got to run in the family a little bit. I love Tristan Saylor. I, I think that he's such a talent, and I feel as though at some point he'd just be like, fucking fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? My dad could beat you in a fight. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, I, I, I just, I, it'd be interesting. <laughs> Especially if they get off to a bad start. And the funny thing is that fans will be calling for uh, Flanagan to take over, but he can't, like under the NRA rules, unless they cha- have changed in the last, like, 30 minutes, which is how it's been with Flanagan. Um, but we'll see what happens this year. I wouldn't be shocked by anything, hey? Yeah, neither would I. Um, they said the, there's talk of a transfer, transfer window has come up again. Yeah, I love transfer windows. Um, every time that the NRL sort of comes out and says, we're going to do this, and the media says, wow, we've finally got a transfer window, and then it turns out we haven't. I don't really know what a transfer window is anymore. I don't know why it just seems so important. Yeah. And I dare say it could be... Uh, I'm, I'm going to be cynical. I, it could be somewhat media-motivated. Yeah. Because... Then they'll have a certain period at the end of the season when all the footies down and down where I'll actually have a shit ton of news to write about. Instead of making up crap stories about one player who is driving around in a car that he doesn't own that costs more mm. than it actually is and that sort of crap. They'll actually have genuine news to write about. Um, but it's it's one of those stories where it's made out to be a bigger issue than it really is. I don't think fans generally really care that much about this. Some will, but mm. at the end of the day, it gives a shit really. Um, yeah. Same I, as the talk about having a draft brought in. I sell that come up every now and then. Man, you know what? I love the fact that anytime someone comes up with a draft, we can just drop that podcast on them that we <laughs> did earlier last year. Because it just absolutely annihilated any idea that a draft is any good at all for rugby league. And there's, like, anything that people say about a draft, we just tore it tore it to shreds. So I love that I can't wait for the next dickhead to come up with the draft <laughs> idea because it's just going to be great. Um, but, yeah, I, I look, with what's happened with Latrell Mitchell, a player wanted to move on to a different club. It's been organised, and like I don't see the problem with it. I think the only issue I'd probably have with transfers at this stage mm-hmm. is they should only be transferring players who are off contract. So players who have still got a year to go on their contract, yeah, they should only be allowed to do negotiations once their clubs release them from that last year of the contract or they've been granted a release. So you've got to be a free agent, essentially. But the and, thing is, say you bring that in, right? 
Like mm. say say you were off contract on November first, and this look this sort of thing happens in the NBA too. So it's not like it's isolated to rugby league, where the deadline comes up and at midnight all of these players announce who they've signed for, as though they just picked up the phone at midnight and negotiated it. Yeah. It, it just everyone wants some stability. Everyone wants to know who they're going to be playing with, and what we see in rugby league is more of naturally what happens anyway. If we have it where you can't negotiate with teams unless you're off contract, or you can't move clubs unless you've, your contract has ended, um, we're going to see these teams and players and everyone talking before that happens anyway. And and we're going to see the speculation as well. We're going to see everything that happens now. Oh, of course. I, There's no I, doubt I, about it. Yeah. So I just think that at least this way... It's all out in the open. We know what's going on, and we just get on with it. You know, you just deal with it. Yeah. My my concern is more for the players because, as we saw with Latrell Mitchell, he still had a year to go at the Roosters. Mm-hmm. But the media's obsession with that story, mm-hmm. and let's be honest, they were they were going to gentle lengths mm-hmm. to try and to try and, I suppose, harm his reputation. Yeah, 100%. Um, that's the problem I've got. And that's what I was thinking. If they just said, right, players who are off contract, then the whole process is is sped up a lot because players who are already, they're already off contract, they're going to get signed pretty quickly. Um, but doing it with a player who's still got a year to go on their contract, it could sour their relationship with another club, with other players. It could change their... Attitude could, you know, the media, the way they attacked Latrell was just fucking disgraceful. Yeah, they're scumbags. And, they're absolute scumbags. He's a, he's a young bloke. Um, he didn't do anything wrong. No. I don't they mean, literally we, did things by the letter of the laws of the game. We had a player what, last month who committed suicide from the pressures of, you know, rugby league and stuff like that. And he wasn't yeah. even in the media. No. And, and like Latrell Mitchell has been hounded over this going back into like nearly early last year, at least the middle of last year mm. and this constant speculation. And, you know, he, he literally did nothing wrong. He did everything by the laws of the game. Uh, you know what I would love to see Latrell Mitchell do? I'd love to see him go to the Roosters and say, listen, if you don't let me go to Souths, on a good deal. I'm going to sit on your salary cap all year. And then I'll go to South at the end of the year. And they'll say, they'll say to him, look, if you do that, we'll play in reserve grade. I'd be like, I'll pay reserve grade for 800 grand. No worries. Because the roosters, the roosters couldn't put that 800 grand on their reserve grade cap anyway. They'd have to eat that. Mm. And part of me would love to see Latrell Mitchell tear it up in reserve grade for North Sydney and make the roosters eat a shit sandwich for a year. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Ah, oh, that'd um, be the best. Yeah. I'd, I'd, a transfer window, if we're completely honest, it would serve zero purpose. Yeah. It would only, only give the media a talking point at the end of the year, and that's all they're after. Yeah, it's just one of those dumb buzzwords, like transfer window, uh, a draft... Like, once you scratch the surface of the argument, it's just ridiculous. 
I can't yeah, believe the media comes up with this shit and they keep peddling out the same crap over and over again. Man, this is our first episode of 2020, the new decade, and we're shitting on the media hard right now. It's great. They, they really haven't done much either, but, you know, we, we're hooking in. We're not going to take it easy. Yeah, fuck them. So, um, well, that leads us nice in the next bit. Did you want to do a review of our first year doing a podcast together? Yeah, well, like, it's funny because this time last year, I think both of us were probably thinking, man, we should do a podcast starting this year. And we're doing absolutely nothing to make that happen at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And we, I mean, we started talking about it when the season had kicked off. I think it was about March, yeah? It was like a week or two into the season. I'd I'd made a few tweets, um, yeah, mid-March saying that I was thinking about doing a podcast. And my idea then was something similar along the lines of what um, Tony Collins, who we've had on, mm-hmm. um, what he was doing, mm. which was these history episodes, they were pretty short, and I just hit you know certain bits about rugby league history and stuff like that in Australia or a few player bios and stuff like that. It wasn't yeah. going to be that exciting. Yeah. Um, but I just looked at it and went, oh, it just sounds like it's going to be really complicated. And yeah, I've been on a few podcasts and, and stuff like that. And it sounds like it's it's a tricky thing to do. So I went, yeah, yeah. it's just spitballing ideas, but I had no intention of going anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. And um, you sent me a, a direct message saying, let's do it. I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've, well, been then, to, I've been wanting to do a podcast since people were calling them podcasts, say. So. Yeah. Like, I'd been in the early 2000s, I had done some online radio stuff and thought, man, if I could, and it, but it was all live, it was live streaming. And I thought, man, if you could record these and save them onto the website and then people could download them whenever they wanted, that would be really cool. And just and had thought that every single year. And then podcasting sort of become a thing. And I thought, oh, okay, I should do a podcast. I should do a podcast. I should do a podcast. Never did it. Should have been doing it years ago. And so when I saw you talking about it, I was like, and I've I've always done everything basically myself with my website and everything. And I thought, I knew that we both would be able to do it and make it awesome. And when uh, I saw you talking about it, I was like, man, let's do it. And the crazy thing was when we first talked on Skype, uh, we just we it was like this. It was like us talking now. It was like we'd talked for years and years and years. Um, and it's been really, really easy, hasn't it? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it's like for all of the the stuff. If you're reading about doing a podcast, man, it's fucking way easier than what people say. It's not difficult. You just start recording. That's the big problem. If you start recording and worry about all the other shit later on, that's all it takes. Yeah. It's pretty much all we did once we decided we are going to do it. We didn't really know what we are going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked um, Big T from the uh, Sports Best Friends one, you know, about all the background stuff and how you get it done and hosting and all sort of shit. And he gave me a whole heap of great advice, which we, we listened to all of that and took it on board and went mm-hmm. with it. And mm-hmm. it's all been brilliant. So thanks for that too, mate. And um, yeah, we initially started out and it was going to be a history setup mm. and how it leads into the current day. And then we, we'd give our opinions on 
the game today and how it ties in with the history bit. Mm. And we did that really well for about three episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we just started doing whatever. Uh, you know, the thing I like about our podcast is you, we will put out things where it's like, this episode can be heavily just all history. And the next episode might just be us talking shit about some team that played poorly on the weekend. And then the next episode might be us having a, a bit of fun about like we saw a hashtag on NRL 360 or something. I like the variety that we do. And I like that we just sort of, I mean, we'll, we'll say, oh, what do we talk about? We'll talk about this, 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 and this. And then we press record. We don't script shit. We don't, don't do any scripts at all. Um, I think the best thing that we ever did was get onto Libsyn as our podcasting host because it's so easy to use, so straightforward, and it lets us hook into a lot of different things just by press and publish. Um, and I guess the next best thing that we did was we kept it simple. And we've still got it simple. Like, we're not using ridiculous microphone rigs or special recording stuff or anything like that. We're not... Uh, we don't like um, edit our our episodes unless we really really have to, and we're more likely to scrap the whole episode rather yes. than edit it. <laughs> We've got a few that have been scrapped and sitting on a shelf. Yeah. Um, we we had thought about taking bits and pieces from those that were um not labellous and put them out there. I tell you what, uh, didn't get around to that. Yeah, casting. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, you and your <laughs> French invasion. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, was, that, was that worse or better than your conversations about Tamworth? I feel as though the Tamworth conversation, okay, the way I'd describe it is the Tamworth conversation probably upset people in Tamworth, right? <laughs> Some of the stuff we talked about with Carson... <laughs> would upset large portions of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't need that. No, we don't need that. We're, try, we're trying to get into the Europe market. Yeah. That wasn't it, helping. No, no. But, yeah, I, th- I think keeping it simple has been fantastic. And I think that uh, not sounding like every other bloody podcast has been great as well. Like, yeah, and we've had some um, pretty good, unique guests. Yeah. So we had um, Matt Adard. We've had him on a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the Bulldogs and media and and the like. Um, ben Darwin we had on from Gainline Analytics, former rugby union uh, test player. Mm-hmm. Now doing a lot of sports analytics. Very interesting stuff. Um, NRL Physio came on. Yeah, he'll probably be ready to come back on. We'll, pr- we'll probably wait until the the season kicks off and, and get him on when the time's right. But um, we were going to get him on not too long ago, but he, he just, his, his wife had just had a baby. So he was like snowed under working out how to look after a baby for the first time. So I was like, I'll, I'll talk to you in a couple of months time when it all settles down. <laughs> we also had uh, James Smith on twice. He's yeah, James Smith. Yeah, he's great. We'll get him back on. Um, Nadine's been on a couple of times. Yes. Uh, we had Alan Kirsty. Pierce. Alan Pierce. We had Alan Pierce. So he was great to have on. Kirsty. Well, we, we talked. So that was a great thing about Alan Pierce. We're sitting there and we're talking about, um, you know, eye gouging and making jokes about 
Mitchell Pierce and stuff like that a few days before, or the day before, and then we've got mm. Alan Pierce on, and we're talking about brains and science and mm. neuro- neurology. Yeah. And then after that, we're doing NRL Gogglebox. <laughs> it's fantastic. I like that we started doing live episodes as well. They are a lot of fun. They are. I didn't know how they were going to go. Uh, we'll say Casey Badger. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to Casey Badger again, hey? She was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just so, so every, every guest we've had on has been fantastic, hey? Yeah. Both guys from um, the starting block. Yeah, and like Boogie Bumper sort of come on during the, we were watching the Challenge Cup, was it the final? Or the yeah, the final. final. Yeah, and we just started talking about everything. That was a really fun episode. And then Greeno come on. And uh, he didn't he want to talk, talk about rugby league at all, and that was cool because we were he like, just, "Yeah, let's just talk about whatever." He just interviewed us, yeah, <laughs> as you do. Um, yeah. As I said before, Tony Collins came on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was brilliant. That was one of our best, yeah, greatest episodes. That one, Richard Shaw Wright, UK journo. Yep, uh, he was on as well. Uh, Michael Carbone. Yeah, talking about uh, international rugby league, that was cool. Cool episode. It was, and uh, last but not least, uh, my better half. Yeah, two, two movie episodes with her, Mrs. Fergo. Yeah, that were a lot of fun too. I like doing those those ones. I was thinking maybe we should start like a movie review podcast, eh? Where we just review movies. That would go well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, bloody good episode. And 122 episodes. Which is crazy. Like, I don't think if somebody said to us last March, you're going to do 122 episodes within a calendar year, I'd have been scared. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have been like, this sounds like bullshit. I don't want any part of this. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's madness that we've done that much. Um, Yeah. The listener numbers have just been going up and up and up every month, every every week. Um, been phenomenal. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been pretty bloody amazing. Um, yeah. How's the, how do you think the the doing the podcast has affected all of the other rugby league stuff you do? Um, I think it, it's meant that I'm doing a little bit less on the website, but mm-hmm. not much. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, not really. See, for me, I think I think, I think it, for, actually I was going to say one thing it probably has done is I find I'm not writing as much opinion pieces anymore. Yeah, I'm finding that too. I'm I'm finding that uh, when I think about something that happens in the game, I, the first thing I think of is talk about that on the podcast rather than writing about it. Yeah. Um. I guess the only other difference I've found is that I feel as though. Um, people probably, because they can hear the way I've talked about stuff now, they probably get what I'm saying when I tweet something a little bit better than they used to, because I know when I tweet, it comes across pretty harsh sometimes. <laughs> um, whereas I think now that people ha- hear the way that I talk about stuff, they probably understand that I don't mean it as harsh as it comes across. <laughs> Whereas that's probably been a shock for them. Listen to me talk about it. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because this is a nice guy who talks about stats and stuff, and all of a sudden he's sitting there calling people assholes and pricks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like your your tweet, I I can't do it. Your tweets come across as like being, uh, I don't know the way to say it, like just pretty calm and stuff, whereas mine sometimes come across like I'm just fucking angry, and I'm really not. (laughs) We'll go with abrasive. Abrasive, yeah. That's one way to put it. Um, yeah, it's been, um, been bloody amazing. Um, yeah, yeah we did have, I've had a few people we've been giving shout outs to all year. Obviously, Nathan. Yeah. Oh, well, um, you know, he's, he's been the one that I've been thinking about the most since we did our last podcast. I'm always wondering what Nathan's up to. Yeah. I, I have heard that he didn't get his bike and he's, he's not happy. Well, his wife needs to do better, doesn't she? Oh, look, trust me, she she does phenomenally. Yeah, I, but she can I always think, do better for Nathan. True. I think, though, the onus of, of this missing bike does have to fall squarely on Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa, he's got a lot to answer for sometimes. He's um, not pulling his weight. And, I mean, big job. He's got a fair bit to pull, obviously, but uh, weight, that is. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Careful. Man. You can't just put it out there like that. No. But there you go. St. Nick, lift your game, son. You've got you've got 11 months. You know, the best thing is that, like, I don't have to see Nathan's wife. So I can be, like, come on here and just say, look, Mrs. Nathan, because that's what her name probably is. Um, Change my default, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she just calls herself Mrs. Nathan. Um, get him his bike, all right? Just surprise him with it. He deserves it. You know he deserves it. And that's it. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Now, we've got another one. Uh, a bloke called Adam. Mm. He, he chats with us on Facebook occasionally. Yeah. Um, he's a bit of a manly fan. Uh, so we're, we're going to try and get Adam on. Yeah. We, we've got uh, we've got something big planned with Adam, so we'll, we'll try to get him on. That's going to be epic anyway. Well, that's all we'll say on that one there. Yeah, Adam's integral to this podcast at this point. And, yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah we'll get him on. We'll get him on, like, do, well, obviously we've got to sort it out, but we'll try and get him on before the season starts. Yeah, um, we've, got, we've got something pretty bloody unique lined up with Adam. Yeah, it'll be cool. Um, he's... he's 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 got some pretty um, bold ideas. Yeah, and like it's going to be interesting to go through them all one by one, see where we end up. Absolutely, and he's a huge fan of what we're doing. So yeah. Um, another thing I can tell you too, based on the 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 uh, messages I've had with him, yeah, is that he probably swears a little bit more than you. Oh really? <laughs> I can't wait for that. Yeah. How's that even a functioning conversation then? <laughs> I don't know, but it, it somehow works. Wow. I can't wait. We, yeah, we need so, to do that. We need to do gonna, that. That's going to be pretty cool. We might have to, that'll be like a blue episode. You can only listen to it after 9.30 at night. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an SBS movie. <laughs> <laughs> don't turn the subtitles on. No, you don't need to read the subtitles. Just fucking put the movie on, take your pants off and enjoy the ride. Um, Sit back. Yeah. We're also going to have Julie on. She's going to test us out, our rugby league knowledge. Oh, that's right, yes. Yeah. 
We're waiting on that one. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking forward to that one. Um, and yeah, like we're going to have all sorts of different. Is there someone this year you'd like to interview? Someone this year? Yeah. Should we should we try and get people on who we've abused the hell out of? Or is that just a bit too awkward? Well, like, well, yeah, we're getting a Manly fan on. Well, yeah, we're getting a Manly fan on. That's Adam. <laughs> but yeah, should we get... Um, who, like, Graham... fucking Paul, Paul McGregor? <laughs> Graham Annesley. Graham Annesley, that'd be great. Graham Annesley would probably come on. It's a chance to sit in front of a fucking microphone. <laughs> get out in the media. So, Graham, why are you always, you know, undermining the people who you've got below you? <laughs> that'd be fantastic um who would be i'd like to i'd like to interview peter Beatty and ask why he did his uh trip around australia to talk to everyone and then just quit yeah that was pretty interesting yeah yeah i, th- I always found that weird you know fact finding um, mission and then you get to the end of it and you're like well my time here is done it's like you didn't do anything I think the other thing too is we've got to do is we've 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 helped helped out one podcast with the starting yeah. block, yeah, and we will continue to do that. Yeah, should we bring another one along for the ride? Yeah, focus on another one. Maybe we could have like a competition to see who earns our love. Yeah, and we could well it'd be a it'd be a three way love because obviously you, you're getting the starting block as well, giving yeah. you a plug too. Yeah, join the conglomerate. Yeah. A podcasting tryst, if it were. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that idea. Um, so if you've got a rugby league podcast, right, maybe you should just tweet us and tell us why you deserve to be the one. Yeah. Generally, clomp- compliments get you in the conversation. Yeah, and like real, real, real good compliments, like the more, the merrier. And it's got to be for starting block and for us. Yeah, it's not just us. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme, but with two blocks at the top instead of one. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah. What else we got there? Hang What'd on, you hang get... on. Yeah. So, so you'd like to interview Graham Annesley, yeah? No, not really. Okay. We'll <laughs> I, was do putting, I don't know. I was just putting it It'd be good to get an NRL player on. Yeah, we can do that. I'm sure we can sort that out. Yeah, I'd like to, you know who would be cool to interview would be uh, James Graham. He would be fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if we'll be able to. Because, you know, the, the problem that we'd have is that you've got to get past the the uh, media people at these clubs. Yeah, that that's always a concern. Yeah. Maybe a, a former legend or two. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know who I'd like to talk to? And it come it come up in that episode that we last uh, not the last one we did but one of the I think it was ninety five. I want to talk to Ian Roberts about what it was like when he came out. I think that is a story that hasn't really been told. Yeah, and it's a very very unique story because yeah, he's the only one that's done it really. Yeah, I I think it'd be interesting to talk to him about like like when he decided to and what his teammates' reactions were and things like that. Because, yeah, I just think it's a story. I mean, maybe it has been told. Maybe maybe he wrote a book or something. I don't know. But he I has just written a book. Be... Oh, there you go. Maybe I should um, just read the fucking book, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 
that can be your job is is find the book and read it and see if it's written in there. And if not, then we'll get him on. Otherwise, no, we could just do a book on. reading. Yeah, we'll just read the book. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get Ian Roberts on. We'll just read these few chapters and we'll get we'll get what we wanted. Yeah, uh, the, you know the other one. I think and I think we talked about this a little bit. Talking to John Rebo, I think that would be incredible. Oh yeah. So that'd be another one. Um, Actually, John Quayle would be another good one to get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were so many out of those episodes we did, 90, 90, uh, 95 episode especially, where there were so many people that we talked about during that episode. I was like, man, that'd be a really good interview there. That'd be a good interview there. And and so, yeah, there are a lot of the ones that, that I've thought about um, over this little break that we had. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. And we've got, obviously, we're going to be doing more history episodes. Yeah, I think that we'll probably we'll do ninety six and then go into ninety seven for sure. Yeah. Um we wanna do the one about the, the Panthers uh ninety nine ah, sorry, two thousand and three season. Yeah. Um we'll probably do the the Tigers two thousand and five season. Um Okay. I've got... <laughs> <laughs> we No we we could do all of that. We could also look at, um, I suppose, some more ancient history stuff. I'll have to do a bit of digging around, but we can. I can pull up some more um, unique stories that are either forgotten or little known. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, you know, one of the things we've talked about doing too is, um, like, you've got a lot of history books and stuff. I've got a little bit of rugby league memorabilia, which would be cool, and we've talked about getting some videos up looking at those sorts of things. I need to drag some of my shit out to do that, but uh, I promise to do that in the coming months. So that'd including, be really cool. Including some of the toys and stuff that you've bought. I know it's not all toys, but you've, toys. you've, you've bought some pretty... Um... These are not toys. These are artifacts. Artifacts. <laughs> these are... These are... Uh, I was going to say adult toys. These are... <laughs> They're not adult toys. I guess everything's an adult toy if you try hard enough. <laughs> what are we going to do with this spatula? Yeah, exactly. Got an egg whisky. Yeah. Exactly. See? You get it. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'll, I want to do, like, almost mini reviews of the some of the funny, weird shit that I've, pour, I've bought over the last probably 12 months. It'd be fun to have a look at. Absolutely, it would. Um, I mean, we know there's the Thor hammer. Yeah, we got the Thor hammer. Got the uh, the, the Iron, Iron Man mask. Yeah. yeah, I've got. Uh, what was the other thing? There was another thing that I bought. The fuck was it? There was something that you introduced me to before the podcast was aired. Oh yeah, I kind of want to. Uh, you probably I? should. You, you, yeah, I think you should. Just tell them what it was. Yeah, no, I was going to say, um, uh, that could yeah. be our guest for the episode. Maybe we should, next episode, we'll have them on as a guest. How about that? All right, we'll do that. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That'd be yeah, a lot that, of fun. That gives people a spoiler, a, not a spoiler, a reason to tune into the next episode. Yeah, what did I buy that could also be a guest? And it's not, no, it's not a fucking Russian bride, all right? So don't even go down that road. I was thinking of the other brides. It's it's not a bride. 
I didn't okay. purchase a bride of any okay. kind. Okay. <laughs> Not this year. Nah, you, nah. As a mate of mine always says, trying to give him up. <laughs> um, I don't know. What else did you get? I feel like there was another thing that I got, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, I can't remember. I'll work it out. It'll, yeah. it'll, be, it'll come to me eventually. It will. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I got the first one of the year. Damn it. <laughs> Fucking annoying. Um, yeah. All right. So have we had any emails in this whole time that we've been off? Look, we have. We have. We have. Yeah, have I got it loaded up this whole time we've been off? No. I've got to go no, back to the fucking that's, that's fine. What what we do better than anyone else is awkward, stilted banter while yeah. we're waiting for something to actually happen to give us something <laughs> to genuinely talk about. Okay, let's have a look here. Uh, okay, so we got one from Brad, and uh, he said that he listened to the excellent podcast about 94 and 95 seasons. He found them amazing listening. He can't believe some of the stuff that went on and he'd either forgotten about it or he didn't realize it was happening at the time. And he wanted us to find out who the player was that caused the death of someone and the coach put his house up as bail. Now, we can't remember the player's name. <laughs> no, it was Peter Peter Mahomet. It was the yeah. Western Reds coach. I remember that much for certain. Yeah. Um, I'll have to go through my notes wherever the hell they are and yeah. find out who it was was the player. But I, got, I believe... I'm going off of hazy memory here. It was a player from the UK. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I, it was a well-known one. No. No, it was some someone that... Someone who I had never heard of his name before. Um, I think that was maybe it. So we got one. Yeah, I think I think that's it. That's That's pretty impressive for us. Yeah, we're going pretty good. <laughs> that's a massive upgrade on what we usually get well you know if uh, our listeners weren't such pricks and actually emailed us from time to time that would be wonderful I would never say that about them have we got enough li- listeners that I can just shit on them yet or do we need to just keep haven't we got like 300 followers on Twitter now on the podcast account yeah I think we got 307 Crikey. You know what I was thinking about? I haven't talked to you yet, to this with you yet. I was thinking that every so often we should bring in an intern from a very different background to take over the uh, Twitter account. So, like, di- you know, different people with different backgrounds and, and very different personalities. I think it would be a lot of fun. That would be very good. Yeah. Have you got anyone in mind? Well, yeah, there's this this dude I know, right? Yeah. And uh, he's a Vietnam vet. And I think that it'd be cool to give him a chance to to take over the Twitter feed for a week and see what he come up with, you know, um, through the podcast. It'd be fantastic. I'm open to that. Excellent. Who else could we have on there? Um, you know, there's all sorts of people. There's, uh, like we could get some social justice warrior to take it over for a little while, for a week. 
uh, maybe a fan of a club that we've bagged constantly. Um, Trent Barrett? Trent Barrett could take it over for a week. That would be really, really good, actually. That's a real good one. I think that would go very well. Yeah. Um, Make sure that we bag the crap out of him the week that he's on there. Mm, Yeah. Um, Graham Andersley, I guess. Yeah, he'd be really keen to take it over for a week. He'd be very keen. Yeah, and just like during the year, just, you know, every so often, not every week, but just every so often, we're like, oh, you know, got a new intern. This is what they're into. Let's see what happens. Paul Crawley. Yeah, I wonder what Paul Crawley does this year. Um, oh. Careful. <laughs> I, I dare say he'll just ask. Paul Kent. <laughs> yeah. Just retweet Paul Kent. Does Paul Kent have a Twitter account? No. I didn't no, he called he called everyone on, on Twitter dickheads. Oh really? And then he yeah. as part of his T V show where he goes to them and doesn't answer their questions. That's right. That's pretty um, funny. I, I do I do like um Paul Kent's trolling game. Yeah, it's um, pretty strong. Yeah, oh, it's it's immaculate. Uh, I just I find it hard to accept that everyone on on Twitter's a dickhead when he's not on there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I find that really easy to accept. <laughs> Somebody said, "Come up to me," and said, "What percentage of people on Twitter are dickheads?" <laughs> I find it hard to not say one hundred percent. Who else can we get on there? I guess. Uh, oh, we've got to we've got to get James Hood ornament on. <laughs> yeah, to do the Twitter again. Ah, oh, <laughs> see what I mean? This was a good idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this actually, why what, the, yeah. I was going to say what we need to is have someone different who, from a completely different perspective, can run the Facebook page at the same time. Yeah, have them arguing with each other, but yeah. not being able to actually talk to one another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be fantastic? You have. You have Hood Ornament doing the Twitter and yeah. Annesley doing Facebook. Yeah. And Hood Ornament yeah. could be going banging on about the referees and Annesley be... No, that won't work because he'll be banging on about them as well. We could have, like, somebody that works at the Telegraph doing one and then a journalist doing the other one. Are there rugby league journalists? I'm sure there are somewhere. Hmm. Don't know where, but they're out there somewhere. Okay. Um. That conflict thing's not working too well. Maybe we just get a South fan on one and a Roosters one on the other. Oh man, it's like finding a fucking needle in a haystack finding a Roosters fan. <laughs> All right, who else have we got? Aren't Roosters fans too busy fucking following some other team right now? They've probably got another brand new jersey on them right now. Probably a Forty Niners jersey or something. Uh, no, Lakers jersey. Everybody's this sort of fucking Lakers fans. I've got a, I've got a poser for you here, another one. Do you reckon yeah. that all of the people who go and watch the Big Bash League are just Roosters fans? I think they're very similar. Do you know, I feel as though... I feel as though in 10 years' time, the Big Bash League won't be around, hey? We can hope. Do you, have you ever watched it? Nope. I've never watched it either. No. I don't know why anybody would invest any time 
and watching the Big Bash League because you're investing time into a result that has no payoff. Like, have you ever heard somebody say, oh, remember that Big Bash game between blah, 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 blah? It's like, no, no one ever remembers them games. Like, they've no. got the shelf life of fucking, I don't know. What that has the real bad shelf life? I, I buy my stuff. I buy all my food. Take Strawberries. <laughs> Strawberries. You eat strawberries and you leave them in the fridge for a week. Yeah. And you don't touch them. Yeah. They'll, be, get back. they'll yeah. be white and fluffy by the end of the yeah. week. Yeah. What's the, What do you reckon has the worst shelf life of anything, though? Uh... Prawns. Ooh. Yeah, prawns. Bre- bread can, can go pretty bad if you get it a bit late. You know what? If you get good bread, it wants to go bad pretty much immediately like the proper not the you get the stuff that's in coals like the cheap stuff or Woolworths or any my i'm not picking on goals but anyway <laughs> like you get that dollar shit that yeah. shit lasts for a good week before you know it starts going bad i i don't i don't buy bread these days because i've i just you know what am i eating toast you get all your all your breads from a Porto's. I know that exactly, exactly. Who still don't sponsor us, by the way? Which is, I mean, we need to get a sponsor on board too this year. That should be our, our big priority. Yeah. Do we I need to so get too. a sponsorship manager? Someone who's going to look after the sponsorship side for us, because obviously we're not doing that well at it. We're terrible at it. I wonder if there's someone. Out, okay, here's a thing. Right, if you're out there and you know you can get our sponsorship, right? And we're not just talking one sponsor. We're talking a couple of them. If you can do that, we'll give you a cut. There you go. Who do you think, sponsor-wise, would would be willing to give us money? Who would be happy with the messages that we put out there and they go, yeah, we're going to give them our money? Who do you think would, would join up? Um, so we know who we're targeting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh man, this is a difficult one. It's a real difficult one. See, I was thinking piano removalists. Why's that? No reason. It just seems to be an awful lot of them around. I didn't think there'd be too many pianos to move around, so I thought maybe it must be a very lucrative industry. And we we've never ch- done the, we've never done anything bad about pianos or piano removalists, so it's not like we're going to harm their industry. We could change the piano removalist game. Hey, just make some. Some outfit the go to place because Absolutely. they, you know, we're always talking about them. Yeah, that'd be a way to go. Yeah, who else would there be? Man, I'm I'm drawing a blank because anything I feel like I should say is just like <laughs> just obvious or not good. You know what I mean? How about used cars? We could do used cars. <laughs> that 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 could get nasty. Um, oh, man, there's there's a lot of things out there we could we could get into and get people to, you know, get those stock traders, people out there who sell Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. We get some Bitcoin trader to come on and, and they could they could donate a few coin our way. Not Bitcoin. I don't want that crap. Just cash. We do in cash. I read a thing the other day where early on in Bitcoin, 
Bitcoin's uh, run, I guess you'd call it, people were saying you can't really use it to buy anything tangible. And this dude went and he brought some pizza with it and he showed that you can actually do it. And like these days, that pizza is worth a hundred thirty something thousand dollars. <laughs> so, which, can you imagine eating a pizza that's a hundred thirty thousand dollars? Like, have you ever bought something right for really? It's been really expensive, and then down the track, it's actually really cheap. And you've been like thinking to yourself, "Man, I wish I hadn't spent that much money on that thing." Yeah, TVs. Yeah, like remember the, when they went from that massive big brain? thick box that was only, you know, to, to the flat screen ones and they were all plasmas. Yeah. You got all those plasmas that were like four grand, five grand. Mm-hmm. Now you can get a large HD one and they're like $1,500 or something. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I remember just before plasmas, oh, just before flat screen TVs started to become a thing, I brought a 52 centimeter, uh, what are they called, CRT? Oh, Same. yes. Yeah, I brought one of them. 400 bucks nice. and it look it did a good job it did what it needed to do and i wasn't on the verge of being able to get a flat screen tv but i think now what i could get for 400 bucks out of a tv and damn you can get a good tv for 400 bucks now yeah here you go there's like digital cameras yeah digital cameras is another one people used to own them now you just got a phone yeah what else? Um, I mean, I haven't got too much. I, I guess some people would look at certain cars, but I bought my car pretty good, so I, I've, I've got no problems with that. Um, sponsorship of our podcast? Yeah. Look, we need a sponsor. Okay. We bring plenty of content. We're very good at pumping up, like, different products. Just ask a porto. Yeah. So if you've got if you've got anything you want us to flog on here, just get in touch with us. League uh no podcast at leaguefreak dot com. Yeah. Um I mean starting block will vouch for for our promotional prowess. Yeah. I think this year we got them an extra two followers. It was fantastic too. Oh, they were mate. two quality followers. They were. <laughs> Obviously, they already had like several million, so they're pretty happy with the extra two, but they don't really notice it because, you know, they've got millions anyway, so who cares? Exactly. But still, we did get two over there. Can I ask you a question? Have you got any any plans this year for stuff that you're doing with uh, Rugby League Project that's that's a little bit different or anything like that? Um, I think the major one is we are looking at getting the – NRL women's competition put on there and a lot of the women's rep games. Yeah, yeah. Um, hoping to get a huge amount of lower grades games in the UK in there, so championship and league one games from the past. So we yep. did them, we put them all in there last year with the team lineups, but hopefully doing back at least till 2002 at this stage. Uh-huh. Um, hope to start compiling results, score lines and team lineups for New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup as well oh, yeah, be... since 2000. Yeah. If we can get those in there, then we then we start tracking players' careers from you know when they're 18 or when they've played in the Queensland Cups up through first grade and the like. Yeah. And we've got to follow them all around the world from for most of their full-time careers. 
Yeah, that um, Also, try and get a few more of the old seasons of the New South Wales Rugby League competition done. Hopefully, we can get yep. it to the 50s. Yep. That way, I'll have about 20, 25 seasons left to do or so. Um, before we've got that whole thing completed since 1908. Um, yeah. Is, is this the year you do the Tom Brock lecture? Um, I don't know. Okay. See, the thing is, I, they they generally pick people who are, of late anyways, you know, they've been scholars or they're absolute leaders in their field. Yeah. Um. And these people tend to have done a fair bit of public speaking. And yeah, but, my, mean, my, my public speaking is done um, into a round microphone surrounded by three cushions at midnight. <laughs> and I like the audience of zero I have when I do this live. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I think it would be cool, though. I'd like if because obviously you're a leader in your field. I know you don't want to say it, but I will. You're a leader in your field, rugby league historian, author. Yeah. yeah it's true. It's true though. You are, you are. And, uh, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool to do. And I think once you've done it once, you'll be doing it a lot because people will be, they'll really enjoy it. And I think that, uh, I definitely should be the one that introduced you to the, to the audience. <laughs> I think that'd be fantastic. Because, you know, I'd get up there and I'd say, I've never met this person before in my life. Don't I really know who he is. <laughs> absolute <laughs> arsehole. He's an absolute charlatan. I can't believe a word he says. <laughs> That'd be great. We discussed Whatever. that about something else that you were going to do. And I think oh. that would be, remember? Oh, yeah. 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 Time's ticking on that one, mate. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Man, <laughs> we pull that off. Oh, that'd be the best. I think, yeah, yeah I, I haven't got onto that. I need to sort that out because if we can make that happen, damn. Yeah, January will be big. It really will. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, like if, if Tom Brock asked me, I'd, I'd be honoured and I'd, I'd jump at it, but... um. Yeah. I'm I'm not sitting there thinking or expecting that to happen. No, no. I'm just and I'm not associated with anyone there. I, I've never even been to one of them. But I just ask, and I just wondered if it, if if they asked you to do it this year, would you be like, yeah? I mean, I suppose the thing is, I'd, I'd need to have a topic. Yeah, and I don't know what it'd be. Yeah, maybe it it'd, could be. Uh, it'd be something to do with history or stats. That'd be boring as fuck. Nah, it wouldn't be boring. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Maybe yeah, the, they could get me to talk about uh, the changing face of rugby league coverage online because what was in at the the base of that? Well, there you go. See, you've already got a topic. You're ahead of me. Uh, yeah, but they're not going to get me to fucking talk about anything. I mean, I'm me. People are fucking scared of me. It's really weird. I don't get it. Well. That's the problem you get when you're six foot five and, and 102 kilos and ripped as fuck. Ah, you know, sitting here, just looking down at my abs. Damn. <laughs> All 14 of them. Ah, it's crazy. 
I'm not bullshitting you, Pete. I'm, I'm, it's a nervous laugh. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of him. It's it's a nervous laugh. Hey, hey. I told you not to look at that picture too often. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, uh... Yeah, it's late. It gets late. Get a bit lonely. Yes. Yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> so I put mirrors everywhere in the house. I just like to stop sometimes and just like, just give a nod to myself like, yeah, you did good, son. You did real good. Yeah. Hey, they're good. Oh, that's me. <laughs> wow. It has been a while since we've done a podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. I don't think people could tell by the last half hour of gibberish. Yeah, just fucking bullshitting on we've done. It's been good. It has been. Um, all right, well, we'll wrap this one up and um, I suppose we'll try and get a few more out this week. Yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll uh, haven't got any topics lined up, um, but we'll come up with some stuff. I think that the rugby league news will ramp up from now on, so that'll be pretty cool. We'll talk about some of the things that are happening in the game. And, of course, we've got the NRL 9s. We've got the start of the Super League season coming up pretty quickly. So that'll be that'll be really cool, really interesting to talk about. And some more history stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, I, we haven't really talked about our next history discussion, but I, I think we've definitely got a couple of ideas that, that we could go with pretty quickly. So we'll see what happens with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, everyone, you can check us out on, check out the podcast on Twitter at uh, Fergo Freak Pod. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, God knows everywhere. The only thing we're not on actually at the moment is Instagram. Oh, yeah. Should we get but an Instagram everyone, account? Do I have one? No, should we get one for the podcast? I don't know. I'm, maybe we could do that at like... I feel as though Instagram, when I've ever run somebody else's Instagram account, it's just a bunch of fucking narcissists. So we should get one then. Definitely. We're important <laughs> enough to have one. <laughs> Actually, that could be our goal for this year, is to find every single social media platform there is and put ourselves on it. Yeah, that'd be cool. There, we'll just be some... on everything. There's some fucking weird ones. Yeah, there is. So we'll get on that. We should do. We start a Tinder account, a Fergo the Freak <laughs> Tinder account. Oh boy. We'll, we'll um. We'll let Carsten run that one. Yeah, that'd go well. <laughs> <laughs> that would go real well. Um. Yeah, people, you can send us an email at uh, podcast at leaguefreak.com, is it? Yep, that's the one. Um, yeah, we're on Facebook. You send us a message on there, just like Adam has been. And yeah, I guess that note. Yeah, YouTube. Oh, YouTube. yeah, check out the YouTube yeah. channel. God, all the all the episodes are there, as well as the live episodes that aren't podcast episodes and you other little videos for, we put on there. You just search for Fergo and the Freak in the search bar, and it comes up, and... Yeah, you can go through. There's so many videos on there now. Like most of it's podcast episodes, but yeah, just have a look through. Say what you like. Subscribe if you want. Well, not if you want. You must subscribe. Well, you better. I mean, and we're putting then, out all this fucking content for you people. And then like every single video. Yeah, definitely. And comment stuff like, hmm, that's a really interesting idea. I like that one. You two are great. 
We actually have 42 subscribers. Yeah, see, I mean, we're building. It's going good. Yeah. I was going to see how many videos we have, but I won't tell me. It's been painful. Yeah. But there we go. That sucks. Um, there's over 122, that's for sure. So, yeah, get on there, people. Um, like every video you can. Hook in. It's fantastic stuff. Take it from me. And uh, on that note, catch us all later.